Sometime in the early 1980s, the Episcopal Church I was attending wanted to know what we thought about the ordination of women to the priesthood. I remember that I responded that I was not sure it was a good idea. After all, what would we call them? Father seemed a bit weird, and I wasn't too wild about mother. Basically, I was pretty uncomfortable with what was being proposed. Because you see, before joining the Episcopal Church, I was raised in the 50s and early 60s in a very conservative faith. So my views were shaped by a cultural norm that said only men could serve as spiritual leaders in the church. The irony that I am now clergy and that I just attended the ordination of the first woman bishop in this diocese is not lost on me. I have learned that God is patient. God waits for us to catch up. God is not beholden to the limits of our thinking. And God does not pay attention to society's rules. Limitations regarding our understanding of who we can be often start during the earliest years of our lives. It has also been my experience that in addition to society and faith traditions, families can often define our sense of who we can become. See if this sounds familiar to you. In some families, only one child can hold a specific title. She is the pretty one. He is the athletic one. She is the smart one. He is the funny one. One, just one. No one else in that family can hold the title. So once a sibling is designated, for example, as the family business person, good luck getting your work noticed. If a brother or sister is identified as the best cook, you cannot be blamed for going to a restaurant when it's your turn to host. The message is clear. You get one role. This is what you're expected to do, and don't rock the boat by trying to be or do anything else. Now, when I was coming up, women could be nurses, teachers, secretaries, or mothers. That was it. The, the fellow, the man who recognized that he was good at nurturing and taking care of children, who thought it would be great if he could stay home and take care of the kids while his wife went out and earned the living, was as rare as a unicorn. It just was not done. Taking care of children was women's work. It is important for all of us men and women, 
to think about the stories we tell ourselves about who we can be. Do you ever think about the stories you tell yourself about who you are? Where do those ideas come from? Why do you believe them? Whose voices are you listening to when you think you might not, could not, do something because no one else can see your potential? In today's gospel, we see how limited views of the role of women impact two sisters. Martha wants Mary to conform to the woman's role she has been assigned. Martha seems to believe that it's a woman's job to take care of the men. She's not supposed to be hanging out with them. Now, it's helpful to have some context as we look at this story. Because the two sisters lived during a time when women were not supposed to receive religious instruction. Women were not supposed to sit at the feet of the teacher. That place was for those who were designated as disciples. Women's duties and roles were well-defined, and they did not include participating in conversations led by menfolk. Mary was breaking the rules. Well, why not? Who created those rules anyway? Who was it that said only women could cook and serve and only men could study scripture? Who decided that who one can be is only defined by the roles assigned to them by their family, society, or the powers that be? Who said so? That's how it starts, you know. Anytime someone wants you to stay within your role limitations, it usually starts with someone saying something like, well, you know what they will say about you if you don't follow the rules. A friend of mine told me once that her grandmother liked to say, I sure would like to know who they are. Me too. Jesus sees at once what needs to happen. He encourages Martha to take a moment to think about the situation in a different way. Mary was doing the right thing. She was learning, growing, and becoming who she was meant to be, a faithful follower who would be there to care for him at a time when it would be needed. Let's suppose for a moment that Martha got it and decided to stop what she was doing and joined Jesus and the others. It is entirely possible that Jesus and maybe even a few of the men would, after the learning time, help Martha with her work. You know, it is implied in John 21, verses 9 through 12, that Jesus could cook breakfast. <laughs> and we know that he was big on service. So if Jesus was willing to support Mary's desire to learn and study scripture and to grow and to become a disciple, 
why wouldn't he support Martha's desire as well? Following Jesus requires that we see beyond the expectations and limitations we set for ourselves. We sometimes cannot see the gifts, talents, and abilities that God has been nurturing in us since the day we were born. Like Martha, we may be so distracted by what we think we should do that we are unable to see other possibilities. We are too afraid to go outside of our comfort zone. And in doing so, we miss the magic that happens when we do. What might our lives be like if we accepted Jesus' encouragement to be born anew? What if this very morning Jesus whispered in your ear, I will help you to become the person that God knows you are meant to be? What would that mean to you? Would it change your perceptions and ideas about what is possible? What would you be willing to try? Who would you become? What role would you play in the never-ending story of life? Whoever we choose to be in life, whatever role we take on, let it not limit our joy, our passion, or our ability to express our spiritual selves. If one is more a Martha than a Mary, then be a Martha who loves the gift of hospitality and service and sees in that work an opportunity to do that work with love. If one is more a Mary than a Martha, then be a Mary who shares the teaching of Christ with those who thirst for that knowledge.